Welcome back to the Pastor's Table. In this episode today, we're going to talk about how the kingdom of God is in you. We're still talking about identity, but we're talking about how the fact that God has already put in us everything that we need. We're also going to be talking about how our lives should be constant proofs of what God has done in us. And that really, it's not a matter of trying really hard to make things happen or to live up to a standard. It's about letting Jesus, by the Holy Spirit, live in us the life that He has given us. Hope you enjoy this episode. Whose voice do you follow? Hmm. I think it's a good question. Yeah, it's a really good question. Who are we following? Hmm. Who's following us? Mm-hmm. I think that's sometimes frightening. Hmm. I, I said to someone the other day, I was reaching out, and uh, they, you know, because I am on social media a little bit, I, I, I don't tend to watch the news too much anymore, but uh, someone had reached out and they were, I'm depressed, blah, 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 blah. And I said, follow me. I'm on Twitter, you know, I said, follow me. I'll encourage you publicly. And uh, I got a message right back, I followed you. The next thing I know, they asked for prayer and specifics and sure enough, they live fairly in, within the region and were able to reach out and offer some more support and was able to speak to some of those issues and believe God and pray with them. Mm. And I didn't realize till later when I said, follow me because that's a Twitter thing. Uh-huh that how important it was when Jesus called people. Mm-hmm. He said, come, follow me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a difference it makes when we come, because follow includes a yielding. Yeah. That's right. And Ephesians chapter five in King James Version, be therefore followers of God. Amen. Yeah. Now I'm not asking someone to follow me no. uh, as mm-hmm. a person, but follow me as I follow Christ and that is the essence that uh, really I think it sums up a lot of the Pauline revelation Mm -hmm. in many ways. We've been talking about identity and and having that life flow through us and when his light shines through us that place of follow isn't hard. It's not hard. That's right. When you know God's got good things for you. That's right. And -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. I mean why wouldn't you want to follow him? Mm -hmm. And look what the rest of that verse one says as dear children. Yeah, yeah. That's right. you know, as dear children, not as servants, mm-hmm. not as not as wicked children, <laughs> not as wicked children, not as outcasts. That's right. As children, mm-hmm. yeah, we are His children. Mm-hmm. That's right. As part of our identity, mm-hmm. yes, joint heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. There's no grandchildren in the body of Christ. So down in, um, well, the rest of this verse goes on to talk about. Uh, in verses 3, 4, and 5, it's talking about how uh, characteristics of ungodliness, mm-hmm. not living for God and living for self. And it talks about a lot of those things, and it goes on to say that those who live this way at the end of verse 5 don't have any inheritance in the kingdom of God in Christ. Mm-hmm. And then in verse 6, it says, Let no one delude and deceive you. I like how the Amplified <laughs> speaks on this <laughs> in this way. Yes. It says, let no one delude and deceive you with empty excuses and groundless arguments for these sins. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's so good because there's mm-hmm. a lot of people, well, you know what? It's okay. God forgives me. Mm. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly one of these yeah, deceiving, yeah. empty excuses and groundless arguments. Well, you know, it's okay that I'm, I'm you know, uh, in an immoral relationship because God knows where my heart is at. He knows, mm-hmm. well, he knows your life. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He doesn't just know your heart, he knows your life too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, and there's lots of excuses that people come up with for being partakers, as we will read in a moment, with darkness, mm-hmm. the deeds of darkness. Mm-hmm. And people have excuses for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm talking about people being Christians. Yes. Have, can have yeah. excuses for that, and it's not right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, well, God knows and understands, and He forgives me, and it's just okay. And, uh, you know, He d- don't judge me where I am. You know, God doesn't want you to judge me. And I can just, it, he, you know, He's taking His time with me. He understands my upbringing. He understands what's happened to me in life. And so He knows that it's okay if I'm not living r- just right. Because uh, people talk like that. That's right. They do. When they're not following God when they're just following mm-hmm. their own flesh. Mm-hmm. And so he's saying, don't let anyone deceive you with that kind of talk. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that ain't right. Mm-hmm. He says, look in verse 7. He says, well, actually, the rest of verse 6 is well, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty straight. It's pretty straight. It says, <laughs> for through these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of rebellion and disobedience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, he's not talking about sons of rebellions and, and disobedience. That Those are not Christians, Right. If you're a Christian, you're not a son of disobedience That's because right. you became obedient to Jesus yeah. Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. He's not talking about coming upon mm-hmm. the sons of obedience. He said the sons of disobedience. Mm-hmm. He said, like, this is the reason why wrath comes upon them because of that kind of sin lifestyle. So why would you want to be partaking of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he goes on in verse 7, so do not associate or be sharers with them. Yeah. That's right. right. Don't be a part of that. Yeah, right. yeah. Now, we were talking just in the last little while there, uh, the last episode about living a holy life. Mm-hmm. Well, that springs from the identity of holiness. God's yes. made me holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so look again in identity here, verse 8, for once you were darkness. Yeah. That's identity. You were that way. You That's were right. darkness. That's You're right. not anymore. Yeah. Right? And all those deeds were the fruit of darkness. Yes. Yeah. So, so yes. you once were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Yeah. There's that line in the sand that mm-hmm. has to do with your identity. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. You are now light in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You're not darkness any longer. No. If you're if you're a believer, if you've given your life to Jesus Christ, you are light in the Lord. That's who you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, walk as children of the light. Yeah. Yes. That's the therefore. This yeah. is who you are. Mm-hmm. Now that you know that you are this way, live that way. Right. right. But you need to know who you are first. Mm-hmm. He's not just saying walk in the light. He's saying you are a child of the light. So therefore, walk in it. Mm-hmm. Identity comes first. Walk as children of the light. And then he goes on to say, for the fruit of the light consists in every form of kindly goodness, uprightness of heart, and trueness of life. Mm-hmm. Now, I like the Amplified for most things, but verse 10, I'm not so keen on how they say this. <laughs> so it says, and try to learn no. what is pleasing. No, it, it doesn't. If, and actually, it, it's the way it's phrased that's a little off. <laughs> yeah. But they do make up for it with this next little bit here. It says, let your lives be constant proofs yes, of what yes. is most acceptable to him. Mm-hmm. So the trying is the proving out of. Mm-hmm. Yes. May yeah. your life uh-huh. prove yes, out. Yeah. Yes. Demonstrate, show what is pleasing to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. Let it show that. Uh-huh. And there we've also no been talking. Was that? Yeah. There's there no try in that. Yeah, no there's no try. No try. Do. <laughs> take no part, verse 11, take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness. <laughs> That's very plain. Yeah. It is very it is. plain. Yeah. Right? 
Now, if you don't know what the darkness is, well, you just read the verses above, <laughs> and you'll find out what that is pretty plainly. It defines mm -hmm. it but you see, well. the thing is, is that God's light shines in the darkness, mm -hmm. right. and the darkness does not overcome it. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we are meant to live as children of the light. Yeah. That's who That's we right. are. Mm -hmm. That's how we're meant to live. Mm -hmm. So there should be light shining in your life mm -hmm. yeah. constantly. Mm -hmm. yeah. And he's saying, don't have any part, a part in or fellowship with the fruitless deeds of darkness. But instead, here's the, how the Amplified says this, let your lives be so in contrast mm -hmm. as to expose and reprove and convict them. Mm. That's right. Mm -hmm. There should be Amen. something about the way that we live mm -hmm. that makes sinners uncomfortable in their sin. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that will make them react. That yeah. Definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. You'll get a reaction. Family reunion. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, something just came to mind. There was a, a church that we used to go to and they would have a, a Christmas Eve service, and every Christmas Eve service, they would turn out every single light in the uh, sanctuary. And there was about 500 people in there, and um, the pastor would light a single candle. And that wow. single candle, you know, in a sanctuary big enough to hold 500 people, it lit, it got rid of the darkness in that entire sanctuary. And then he would come and he would share his light with somebody else and it would get brighter and they would share their light with some people and it, you, it went out through the congregation on, on, uh, in that service and it, they kept the lights off and it completely like, lit the sanctuary like we have on our studio here with these very bright lights in front of us. And it, it's, that, that's a great image of what the light can do to the darkness. You can't turn on darkness. Like when, yeah, when no. you, you, you never hear somebody say, can you go turn on the, the, the dark switch, please? Yeah, <laughs> you, know? no. you only turn mm -hmm. on the light switch and the light will disperse that darkness. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very interesting parallel when we think about what Jesus said to the disciples in Luke chapter 11. And, and of course, everywhere that Jesus went, the religious people of the day were trying to hook him up and mm -hmm. twist his words and those kinds of things still continue today. And he was being threatened down in verse 15. Some of them said, he casts out devils through Beelzebub, the chief of devils. <laughs> Others tempting him, sought him from a sign for heaven. And he talks about the kingdom being divided. And, and then he says, but if, in verse 19, if I, by Beelzebub, cast out devils, by whom so your, do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, no doubt... The kingdom of God is come upon you. Amen. We know there's a place where they don't match. And Jesus was setting up, and we get our focus on, oh my goodness, he cast out devils. Oh, he cast out devils. I wonder what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Do you think he cast out devils? Mm -hmm. Do you think he has the power to do that? Amen. We should learn how to cast out devils. Let's see what Jesus did mm -hmm. and how he cast out devils. Not the point. No. The point is, when the kingdom of God is come to you, that's that point where you meet with God, where he grabs a hold of you and his very nature comes inside of you. When you say, I accept Jesus at the cross and what he's done for me. I have just in, had an encounter with the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And when that kingdom of God has come in a powerful way in my life, that devil doesn't have a chance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Darkness can't yeah, abide. Right. And that's that, that yeah. same, it's like a smack in the face. Mm -hmm. they, they're not, and so when Jesus is saying that, he's, he's like, this is no big deal. Devils are no big deal. They're no big deal. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God coming to you, that's the deal. That's the mm -hmm. thing that's big. That's the thing that changes. Amen.
that encounter, Amen. that's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. That reality coming alive inside of you. Mm -hmm. And when you put that together with what we've been hearing here, sometimes, oh, oh it says in King James Version of 10 is proving what is acceptable unto yeah, the Lord. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know those days when I didn't feel very good about whatever, and uh, it's not that we've never been bugged by the devil. Christians get bugged, the wind mm -hmm. blows. It, I've, I've noticed that. I've noticed it rains. Mm -hmm. It does. And when I walk outside and the unbelievers walk outside, we both get wet. We do, yes. When it rains. Mm -hmm. There's rain, but when the kingdom of God and I recognize it, and so there you are, maybe you are in trouble. Mm. People get in trouble. If I sit back and think, God, you're here. That's mm -hmm. right. God, you're in me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What shall I do? Mm -hmm. You've got an answer for this. Yeah. I'm feeling overwhelmed. Be honest with God, he already knows. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling overwhelmed. I, I don't know if I can stand in this storm. I, I don't know what to do. Now the kingdom of God is in you mm -hmm. and it's going to have something to say. You might think at this time, we all go through things differently. But maybe a scripture comes to mind. Yep. That's not you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the Lord helping you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just start to feel better. Mm -hmm. Some people do. As soon as they pause, yeah. they, they start to feel better right away. Mm -hmm. Who can explain that? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you didn't do anything. You didn't pray vehemently. Mm -hmm. All kinds of prayers and supplications. You didn't do that. You didn't pray fervently, vehemently, any of those things. <laughs> or, you know, great fervor, got on your knees, cried out with all your might. You didn't do any of those things. No. You just paused. Yeah. God help me. Mm -hmm. And suddenly you just felt better. Yeah. I've heard all kinds of different responses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Recognize the king is in you. Amen. The kingdom is in mm -hmm. you. Oh, hallelujah. I really like how, especially that verse 10, yeah. it talks about proving it out. Yes. You know, when... Um, when you're proving something, you're showing that it's true and real. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Right. So it works. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like you have and, a yeah. school yeah. with little kids mm -hmm. there, and I'm sure you have the little science classes, and you're proving certain things to them. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. This but it's happens, because, yeah. exactly. And it's that's because so it's already that way. Yeah. Already. Oh, that's good. That's so good. It's already that way. You're just proving it out and yeah. showing that it is yeah. that way. But it's always that way first. And the proving comes from that. And in the same way, um, there's, there's, I like this, and this is 2 Corinthians chapter 13. We get excited. <laughs> <clears throat> it doesn't take Now, much. in 2 no. Corinthians chapter 13, Paul's talking about coming back to them again, and he's, he's giving them a stern warning here because they're basically, they, some of them have started to say, well, we're not really sure if God's talking through Paul anymore. <laughs> That's what they're starting to That's say. That's right. That's right. right? Mm. And so... You know, and he's basically saying, listen, and, and really, he puts his finger on who's saying that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, in verse 2, he says, I have already warned those who sinned formerly mm -hmm. and all the rest also. So he's talking specifically like, hey, we know where this voice is coming from. It's coming this challenge to whether God's talking through Paul or not. Mm -hmm. And basically saying, like, we know who it's coming from. It's coming from those who sinned formerly. Yeah. And all the rest also. And I warn them now again while I'm absent, as I did when I was present on my second visit, that if I come back, I will not spare them. In other words, we're going to be dealing with this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm not just going to let this slide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he goes, since you desire and seek 
perceptible proof, right, proof right. of the Christ who speaks in and through me. For he is not weak and feeble in dealing with you, mm -hmm. but is a mighty power within yes, you. Yes, yes. For though he was crucified in weakness, yet he goes on living by the power of God. Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. And though we too are weak in him, mm -hmm. yet in dealing with you, we shall show ourselves alive and strong in him by the power of God. Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. It doesn't matter how weak you might be in yourself. No. That's right. It does not matter because his power and his strength and ability is in us mm -hmm. to deal with any situation that we encounter. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's look at verse 5 here. Examine and test and evaluate your own selves mm -hmm. to see whether you are holding to your faith and showing the proper fruits of it. Mm -hmm. That's quite the statement. Amen. Yes, it is. Test and prove yourselves. Amplified ads in here, not Christ. <laughs> <laughs> test and prove yourselves. Do you not realize and know that Jesus Christ is in you, mm -hmm. unless you are, and look how it amplified adds in, counterfeits, disapproved on trial and rejected. In other words, do you not, it's like the acid test for whether you're a real Christian or not. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he's saying. That's yeah. right. Look at your own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It should show the fruits mm -hmm. that Jesus is living in you. Mm -hmm. If you can't prove out in your life mm -hmm. that he's living in you, that's the real question. Yeah. But he's talking about proving it. Yes. As Christians, as believers, Jesus Christ lives in us. Mm -hmm. yeah. The kingdom is in us. Yes, Amen. yes. It's there. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's right. But our lives should be constant proofs of that reality. Yeah. Absolutely. The fruit should be coming out of our lives that shows that the tree is in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's saying. As a believer, look, you're trying to discern whether this person's is, are they speaking by the Spirit of God or not? And you're, well, I don't really know. And you're getting into debate, but that's not even the real question. The fact mm -hmm. is, wait a minute, doesn't Jesus live in you? Yeah. Yeah. Shouldn't you already know? Yeah. Instead of going from person to person to person to get a word, well, the word is supposed to live in you. Mm -hmm. That's right. Doesn't it live in you? That's right. Your life should be a proof of the fact the living word mm -hmm. lives in you. That's yes. right. That's right. You don't need to go from prophecy to prophecy to prophecy to get a word. You need to know that the living word is in you. Amen. Yes. And your life should prove that out. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 And then so many we've seen that are on that cycle. Yeah. They get in the cycle looking for a word, and then they're trying to do that word, trying mm -hmm. to make it come to pass, mm -hmm. and then they get in a mess. Mm -hmm. Now, God will help you out. He'll, he'll get you he out of that mess. Graceful. And And I think that uh, a couple of episodes ago, we talked about Romans 8 mm -hmm. and that sonship where, whereby when you don't know what to do, you can pray, mm -hmm. Abba, Father, call in his name, mm -hmm. yeah. and he'll fix things. He'll straighten it out mm -hmm. every time. Amen. You know, part of these scriptures that we're talking about um, says that uh, it talks about how you know, we've seen Christ in his flesh on this earth, um, kind of in weakness when he went to the cross. But that's not who he truly, that, that's who he took on to become the, the Lamb of God, that to, to be that sacrifice for us so that we can come into that relationship with God. But now who he is is... Uh, powerful and there's a, a description of it in uh, Revelation 1. Mm -hmm. So if you go to Revelation 1 and read through that it gives 
a good description of the, the Jesus that lives on the inside of you, That's the right. power and the authority that he that lives on the inside of you, and with that that heart to to serve, to in power and authority, and th th again, that's part of your identity. Mm -hmm. That is part of our identity. So yeah, important. You know, we were referring to John 15 in previous episodes about if you, Je where Jesus says, if you ab abide in me, if you live in me, mm -hmm. I will live in you. Amen. Mm -hmm. That's right. Too often we've got that in reverse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Where we try to get Jesus to live in us so that we can be okay <laughs> in knowing that we're in God. Yeah. We're trying really hard to get Jesus to live in us. I mean, even in that statement, uh, a, if he's living in you, then he's living, and that's living. It's, it's alive. Mm -hmm. It's not manufactured. No. It's alive. <laughs> yeah. So he's a real person. Mm -hmm. He's not a theology. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus is not a theology. He's not a doctrine. Mm -hmm. He's a person. Yeah. Yes. And he lives in us by the Holy Spirit. Amen. So when he said, when we say Jesus lives in us, that's not Jesus is dormant in us, no. and we're trying to make our lives look kind of like how He is. No, no, no. There is an active agent mm -hmm. in our lives. Amen. Absolutely. An active part. His part is active. Mm -hmm. His part is working. His mm -hmm. part is living in us. Hallelujah. That, it, that's an active part. That's not you on your own trying to live up to a standard. That's Jesus living in you. And if he's living in you, then there will be fruits in your life that prove his living mm -hmm. inside. So you're a vessel. We are all vessels through which he himself lives and works. And that is to prove out in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Too often, like you were saying, we're looking for the works, trying to do all the stuff. We're trying to put good fruit on the tree instead of letting the tree produce fruit from within us. Mm -hmm. And uh, I find that so encouraging to know that, that I can totally depend on the fact that if I live in Him, if I'm looking to Him, relying on Him, counting on Him, uh, he, being directed and led by Him, there's a living component to me abiding in Him. And that's all I need to do is look to Him, trust in Him, have faith and confidence that He Himself will live in me. Amen. Amen. That He Himself will cause His nature and His character to produce fruit in my life. I'm not trying to squeeze out godly fruit. The apple tree is not going, oh, I'm, a, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree, and then all of a sudden, poop, there's an apple, and we go, oh, I'm an apple tree, I'm an apple tree. <laughs> it doesn't struggle to be what it is. Amen. And we don't need to struggle to be who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. If we live in Him, He lives in us, and we will bear much fruit to the Father's glory. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.